Hello, everybody. Welcome to the set. Thanks for joining us here today. Um, there are a lot of debates going on in the United States as there are protests about the situation in Israel. So I want to play for you one debate on CNBC that took place today where a host clashes with Democratic congressmen over the Israel and Hamas war and will respond to all those that are saying that Israel is being unhumanitarian. And, you know, comparing Israel to Hamas and saying Hamas is a despicable terrorist organization and they're doing horrible things so Israel can also do horrible things is not an excuse because Israel is considered a democratic country. But the question is, these people that are saying that Israel shouldn't attack Gaza because of the civilians that are there and the thousands that have died in Gaza, what solution do they have for Israel? We'll talk about that. I'm also going to talk about Joe Biden, his age, and his poll numbers. I think <laughs> his poll numbers are really down, not because of his age that so much as because of the disastrous policies. Um, and we'll get into that. So here's CNBC host. heavy security at the border between Israel and Gaza until October 7, and there still is. But Hamas showed what their capabilities are, and that's because they had Gaza in their hands for all of these years since 2005. They had millions of dollars coming in from Iran and other countries. They built themselves up into a massive terrorist organization, and they have 300 miles worth of tunnels in Gaza, a lot of missiles to send into Israel and a lot of brainwashed children, adults that are part of the Hamas terrorist organization. And so Israel has no choice in this situation. Hamas showed what they're capable of and what they want to do by doing what they did on October 7th. And they're going to do it again and again and again. So if you're saying Israel is being unhumanitarian, well, say what would you do if you were in the Israeli government, what what would you do? You can't just remain silent, and you can't make a ceasefire now when Hamas still has so much of their equipment and control of those tunnels that are under Gaza. I know civilians are dying, but what should Israel do? There's nothing they can do but eliminate Hamas, and even if that kills civilians, as brutal as it may sound, Israel needs to think about its people first. 
Because if they don't, then their people are going to die. So you're going to have millions of Jews dying in Israel because they're going to continue on. And if Israel doesn't wipe out Hamas and send a clear message to other terrorist organizations to watch their back and not start up with Israel, the other terrorist organizations across the world are going to do the same thing as Hamas did. And thousands of millions of Jews are going to die. So you can't say, oh my God, this is unhumanitarian because millions are dying. It's too bad in terms of how Israel has to live with it, right? Just like the United States uh, would have the responsibility if we were attacked by Hamas at this level to go and wipe out Hamas, if they were still such a threat as they are to Israel, as they were to the United States, even if it kills hundreds of thousands of civilians, it's too bad. It is just too bad. And they told the Palestinians to get out of there, the civilians, go to the south, right? They can't be irresponsible. They're being extremely responsible, the Israelis are, by warning before they bomb a place for the civilians to get out of it, by giving them a few weeks to get from the north to the south until they got in with a full invasion into Gaza. Now, Hamas is taking civilians and using them as hostages and as shields in the hopes that these people will get killed so that they can parade them around on the left-wing media networks where they'll show that the Israelis are so brutal and despicable. But it's irrelevant how many Palestinians die. I know it may sound so extreme and horrible. It is horrible what's going on with all these civilians, but it's, it's just too bad. You can't think about it now. And Israel has no choice but to defend itself. As bad as you feel for the civilians, Israel got to think about its people first. Now, last week, on Friday, they finalized the ceasefire deal for five days where Israel was going to get 50 hostages from Gaza that were taken, 200 over, were taken into Gaza on November, October 7, excuse me. And they made a deal with Hamas. They're going to send 50 hostages over the five-day period of the ceasefire that's still going on now as I speak. And what are they going to get for return? Five days of peace, okay, but also 150 terrorists. And the question is, why the hell did the Israelis agree to this? That they're going to send back 150 terrorists and get only 50 hostages of their, you know, their own citizens back. How's that fair? Especially when we're talking about terrorists, right? They could say, we'll, we'll give 10 terrorists for 50 civilians. That makes sense. It, it sounds like either the negotiator was drunk there, but, but clearly it just doesn't add up. And, and I'm very curious to know more about that, and I'm sure the information will come out at some point. But there was a reporter asking a Israeli pers um, representative about this, and I wanted to hear what, what the question was and how absurd that question is. Here it is. Thank you. 
as I see that, that's the dumbest question in the history of questions ever asked. And he, he answered it pretty well, but these are terrorists. Those, their lives don't matter, but the significance of keeping them in prison does matter way more than just innocent civilian Palestinians. They would never be in prison in the first place because Israel doesn't take innocent civilians hostage like Hamas does. So these are terrorists and really the truth is Israel should have not released 150 terrorists because it was not worth it for them to negotiate in that kind of way. You know, they decided it's worth it for them to release 150 get 50 hostages back, maybe because they'll be wiping out Hamas at some point, giving them out a couple of months anyway, so these terrorists are going to end up dying, so they'll get their pay back eventually. But I don't know how they got to this deal. But that question is so despicable. And notice that the person asking the question is referring to terrorists as innocent civilians. That's misinformation at such a high level. And this person came with that question prepared, obviously knowing that these are terrorists that Israel's releasing because that's what they were talking about, 150 terrorists. And I guess what she is doing is comparing terrorists to innocent civilians and saying, these terrorists are just innocent civilians, which means that the innocent civilians are as innocent as the terrorists are, I guess, by the way she looks at it. Also last week, President Biden turned 81. Last year, he turned 80. That's what I think. I, and he gave out a tweet saying, congratulations, I turned 150 or something along those lines. He didn't tweet it or X it. It was sent from the administration because he's in a cognitive mess and a cognitive decline. And... That got people asking, is he really fit for being president because of his age? And I hate the way that question's being asked by the people on the right. They're saying, Joe's too old and he can't, you know, function normally because of his age. And that's really what it comes down to. And more voters should dismiss Joe Biden because of his age. And if that's the argument you're going to use, you're not really going to accomplish anything because here's what it really comes down to comes down to the circumstances of the American people are finding themselves to be in now and the results of this administration, <laughs> right? But anyways, look at Joe Biden's job approval. Strongly approved is 19%. That's record low. Somewhat approved, 21%. Somewhat disapproved is at 9%. Strongly disapproved, as opposed to strongly approved, which is 19%. Most Americans aren't saying that they like this president. Strongly disapprove is at 48%, almost half the country. Not sure, 3%, I guess, there on the fentanyl that came in through the border. Uh, I guess those that are strongly approving, not sure about that. Are they fake people or something? But anyways, these polls are showing that people are not happy with this administration. And a lot of people on the left that are finally saying, hey, Joe's got to go maybe because he's old. Oh, yeah, that's a smart argument to use and a smart way to push him out if the handlers are allowing you in the media to talk that way about him and say Joe's got to go because they're setting it up to push him out and pick someone 
in who can actually win the general election. Because look at these poll numbers, right? But the people on the right, on Fox News, saying Joe's too old, that is so dumbass. Why the hell would you focus on the age as opposed to the policies? It really comes down to the policies. And I'll tell you, even those people that are saying Joe Biden's too old to be president, that's why they won't vote for him. Imagine if Joe Biden was a terrific president, right? Imagine if everything was going picture perfect. Would these same Democrats say that they disapprove of Joe Biden and his presidency? No, they wouldn't. Think about this. President Trump, his poll numbers are as high as they've ever been. They're going up and up. Imagine if he snaps today and tomorrow there's a poll that comes out after he's in a cognitive decline. Do you think his poll numbers are going to go down? Not very much. They're not going to go down much because the policies don't necessarily change because they're in a cognitive mess. And the people are still going to stick with President Trump. And I think the same goes for Joe Biden. Even if he were fun functioning cognitively and if he were young at 30 years old, with such disastrous results coming out of this administration, it, it, it doesn't matter if you're old, young, if you're cognitive, or, or you're not. Because the American people are feeling the pain. Now, the only way you can bring the cognitive decline of his and his age into the picture as it relates to why his poll numbers are this low is the fact that Joe Biden and his administration is so disastrous because he's being controlled by handlers that are able to control him and destroy the country while having a front man, Joe Biden. They're able to do that because he's in a cognitive mess and because they can com expose him by not protecting him in the media anymore. And if the media would put pressure on Joe Biden to do interviews and really come out and speak to the public, he would be just more exposed and more exposed about what kind of a mess he is. And that's the only way he got into 2020, because the handlers put him in the basement and covered up for him. If they didn't do that favor for him, which I'm sure he had to commit to going along with them all the way in 2020, they would have let him hang out to dry and leave. And he wouldn't have made it. He only made it because they were covering up for him. So he's to them. He can't do anything without their permission. So that has to do with his age. If he was cog you know, all the way here and young and perfectly fine in 2020, maybe he would have won. The truth is that when he ran in the past, when he was younger, he lost two times. The only time he won was when he was hiding in the basement, but you never know, right? And his that presidency wouldn't look like it's looking now because he would have a reputation to try to uphold as being just a disastrous president, not a despicable president, which is the way people are looking at him now. It's kind of like Obama. Is Obama the handler? I don't know. But the question now becomes, where are the other candidates? Why is Gavin Newsom not in the race? Why is Cory Booker not in the race? When we got 70% of Democrats that are saying that they don't want Joe Biden to be the nominee. I showed you some polls of the disapproval. Right? It's all terrible for Joe. But there's another poll that's been around for months now showing that 70% of Democrats do not want Joe Biden to be the nominee of their party. How easy is it to snatch away the nomination from Joe? I think as easy as one, two, three. You just got to be someone that has above a 30% approval for being the nominee in the Democratic Party, and you'll win Joe Biden. Right? You'll win right against him in the primary. Why is Gavin Newsom not in? I know Gavin Newsom destroyed the state of California. 
But what's worse, destroying a state or destroying a country? I think Turkey's state is worse than one state. And people would rather in the Democratic Party, I mean, you got to smile as well, nice out of here, vote for Gavin Newsom than for Joe Biden. I think people would rather in the Democratic Party vote for Cory Booker than Joe Biden. And you know what? And they stand a chance of winning the general election. So why are they not in the race? And when I say they stand a chance of winning the general election, those other candidates, Cory Booker, Gavin Newsom, or just to name another few, it's if they are running against President Donald Trump in the general election because he is so hated by the Democratic Party and their voters, even if they don't vote for Cory Booker, even if they don't vote for Gavin Newsom, if either of those are the nominee, they'll vote against President Trump, which is what the Democrats did in 2020. The question becomes, if it's Joe Biden against Donald Trump, do the Democratic voters still come out and vote against President Trump and things are so much better under him? Maybe, maybe not. But the polls are indicating that if the election were held today, Donald Trump would win. And you could say, well, Trump always says the polls are fake, so in this case, those should be fake, right? you got to have one set of facts. You can't switch it around when it's favorable to you and when it's not favorable. But truth is, it's not like that. The polls on the left tend to favor Democrats. And if it favors a Republican, it probably favors the Republican even more, and they're lying somewhat about it. But they can't lie all the way because it's, it'd be so clear that they're lying. You know, you can't say that Joe Biden's approval numbers are at 90%. Nobody would buy it. You can't say that Trump would lose to Biden by 20%. Nobody would buy it either. It's just too transparent that you're lying if you're doing that. So you could argue and say that the polls are being honest for once about the fact that Trump would beat Joe Biden. But I, I I say maybe, maybe not. I don't know that in this case the polls are honest because I think the Democrats want that the polls should favor President Trump at this point in time, and that is to say that Trump would win Joe Biden head-to-head uh, so far. We haven't reached a general election yet, but in the primary they want – to show the Republican voters that Trump is a real challenge to Joe. And what these polls are doing is pumping up Trump in the Republican Party. And it's making it more likely that he'll be the president. It's the same thing with all these indictments. They're indicting him to show that he's a threat to the Democratic nominee, whoever that may be. And that way Republican voters say, look, he's a threat. we got to vote for him because they think he can beat whoever the Democratic nominee is the most. That's what Republican voters are thinking wrongfully. But really what's going on is the Democrats know that the only person they can win against is President Trump because of the hatred there is in the Democratic Party against him. If it's Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley would win for sure, even against Gavin Newsom, Cory Booker, because the Democrats did such a bad job now. And the hatred hasn't been built up so fiercely against Nikki Haley like against President Trump. So I don't know that these polls are real. They may be lying so that it could favor Trump, so that Trump could be the nominee. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's true. <laughs> I mean, against Joe Biden, I think it's pretty risky that Joe Biden would lose. And I think he would very possibly lose against Trump. Right? Joe Biden would lose. And so that's why, give it a little bit of time, and I predicted this months ago, and I'm still standing with this, 
Joe Biden will not be the nominee of the Democratic Party. They'll get somebody else. But getting back to the question, where's Gavin Newsom, where's Cory Booker when they can fully take it away? So someone said to me, uh, they don't want to, you know, start up with Joe Biden. You know, they don't want to hurt him. It's not a fear thing. Well, politics is not fear. Okay, it's not. It's not a game of cards. It's it's real life. It's a bunch of selfish brats trying to gain power. You can't be n- a nicer, nicer guy and become president. That's not how it works. Trump isn't either this nice, nice guy. Look how he acted at the debate. Uh, Obama is also not this nice, nice guy. There are a lot of things going on behind the scenes, and if if Gavin Newsom, if Cory Booker think that they can make it now and become the nominee and possibly win against Trump in the general election, they'd be in the race. Why are they not in the race? I'll tell you why. Because there are hampers standing behind Joe Biden, and they control the Democratic Party, which includes the media, and they're telling Gavin Newsom and Cory Booker that if you get into the race, we're going to besmirch you and muddy you in the media. And you will not hear the end of it until you're out of politics for good. And so either go along with us, wait it out until we decide that Joe Biden is just too much of a risk and we will give you the green light, Gavin Newsom probably, to run and become the nominee. But until then, he cannot get into the race, which tells you how democratic or really undemocratic the Democratic Party is. I don't know why they have the name of the Democratic Party. One of the most you know, democratic things about the United States is that there's an election because the American people ch- get to choose who they want their leaders to be, right? But that's not what's happening here. The American people are not getting a choice. They're not getting a choice, and the the Democratic Party, the voters in the primary, they're saying they want somebody else, but they're they're having Joe Biden forced upon them because no one else is running. Or say it's going to be Gavin Newsom that they're going to allow to get into the race. The handlers are Cory Booker's not going to run against him. Nobody's going to run against him. How democratic is that? It's despicable, and it's not the first time that they interfered in elections. They did in 2020 with the Russian disinformation. Nobody said the laptop is Russian disinformation. But now they're doing it to their own party. And we'll see how they interfere in the 2024 election. Uh, These indictments pumping up Trump, I think that's interference, trying to make him the nominee of the Republican Party. Uh, Lying in the polls, possibly, about Trump beating Joe Biden so that he could be the nominee, so that they can beat him in the general election. That's interference. So we'll see what plays out, what happens, and that's it. Thank you.